Eagles fans, this is Mike K from NJ Advance Media, and welcome to the No Huddle Show podcast, where we discuss anything and everything Philadelphia Eagles. You can read our content on NJ.com slash Eagles, bookmark that, and you can subscribe to our exclusive Eagles Insider Tech Service rule, where we'll break news, give you insider observations, and provide in-depth analysis. Through Eagles Extra, you can send questions and comments directly to us, and we'll respond to your phone. With me today, as always, is my fellow Eagles beat reporter, Chris Franklin. Today, we're going to discuss the Eagles' injury woes. It seems like there have been a lot of notable injuries this week following the, the loss of the Giants. We'll talk about Jalen Hurts as we always do. And then we'll talk about the outlook for uh, the Jets game where the Eagles are undefeated all time uh, as everybody collectively knocks on wood right now uh, against the Jets. So we'll talk about that a little bit. Chris, before we get into it, what is going on, my man? Nothing much, man. You know, it's funny you mention all these injuries. I feel like I really should be studying up on like some like biology classes because it just seems like guys are going down left and right. I mean, being on the news side, I, I got the criminal aspect down just in case somebody ever got in trouble, what to look for. I'm not prepared for all these injuries, man. This, this injury list is long, man. How are you doing? I'm well, you know, um, just kind of, kind of. <laughs> trugging along and 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 you know we're we got some good stuff coming out this weekend and then you know we've got the bye week looking forward to that gonna go um hit the beach down south even in, in december um we were we just ordered a new couch uh and got a new computer chair because my back is killing me. My wife for Hanukkah got me a massage gun, uh, which oh, happy Hanukkah, by the way. Oh, thanks, my friend. You know, you know, sometimes you welcome me to the cookout. I welcome you to the, you know, the menorah lightings or whatever, I guess. But um, hey, just give me some Krugel and lockers. I'm good. Yeah, you're big on Krugel, <laughs> my friend. That's uh, good. <laughs> that's why they call you Krugel Chris in the streets. Jeez, uh, oh, oh, no, no. I'm not turning my card. No, no, no. For, for all those who are, are monitoring my uh, street cred card, uh, I like that stricken from the record, please. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you had a uh, humming return to the Mac, like basically all week in the in the media room. So, shouts to Mac McCain. All right, let's get into this, Chris, because we, you know, we as much as we love to laugh, uh, we we also love to break down football. And so, yep. let's talk about these injuries. So, I'm going to hit you with an injury, an injured player, and then you and I are going to go back and forth on kind of what we think the outlook is. So, first off, we obviously need to talk about Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts injured his ankle late in the game against the Giants, still played throughout. Um, Monday, it sounded like there could be a question that he could play. Wednesday, they went from like the the gamesmanship to like, hey, he's basically playing. Um, and he's been at both practices this week. What do you think the outlook is for Jalen Hurts? Obviously, we're recording this before the final injury report on Friday, but what's your outlook on him, especially if he can't be as mobile as he normally is against the Jets? Well, I, I agree with you thinking that he's going to play. I mean, looking at practice today, he and they were very guarded and showing what how much he could run around with. But in those in those little moments where we did see him like drop back and everything, he looked he looked okay. So I didn't I don't think there's any doubt that's going to happen. And then even Robert Sala yesterday when he had his availability with us, Robert Sala is pretty much, he says he's not buying the whole injury thing and it's going to really impact him. So they're preparing just as everything. But 
I think there's going to be some lingering effect personally, because especially with an ankle, I think the thing you're going to have to really watch, especially if when it comes to his throws, because when you're pressing down, like they'll, they'll do everything they can to numb it up, tape it up, and and, and go from there. But if you, when it's your back plant foot, you know you try. That's where you get your power. When it's your front one, your ankle, you try and that's where you follow through, and that's how you get your accuracy too. So the main thing I want to see is does he try to overcompensate with his throwing ability and try and is that throw off his throw off his passes even more? And then the other thing is especially his his running ability when it comes to running the zone reads and running those RPOs. I mean, that's a big part of this offense, and they've gotten a lot of success off of that, and it's opened up a lot of holes for the rest of the run game. And to continually see that impact him, that that could be huge in, in a way. You might have to rely on the running game, but it's going to be not just that. Teams are starting to take more shots at him when they're doing his own reads because technically he is a runner when he's doing that. Uh, when he's doing those actions, the teams can hit him, so they're doing that too. So I want to see – not only just when it comes to throwing, when it comes to running those zone reads and RPOs, but also when it comes to piling uh, the piles and he steps in and gets sacked and you hope a lineman or uh, on defense defense or also lineman doesn't step on it or something like that and affects him. So it might it might mess with that. I mean, what what do you expect of him? What's going to happen with Hertz in this next game with this injury? Well, <clears throat> excuse me. You brought up uh, the the running game, and they're gonna ha- they are gonna have to focus on the running game. But I bring up the next injury, and I think this is the biggest impact: is Jason Kelsey, whose arrest slash knee <clears throat> did not practice the first two practices of the week. He seems like he's gonna play. He returned the game last week. Uh, he's the smartest guy in the field. He's the guy calling all the protections. He's maybe the best run blocker on the team. Um, so if you are going to go with that run first approach, Jason Kelsey is a guy you absolutely have to have. He's pro football focuses second graded, uh, run blocker, um, among centers. So look, I, I, I think, He's a guy that that stirs the drink on the offensive line, obviously. Nick Sirianni says that he and Lane Johnson, everything starts with them. Um, they're going to need him. And look, I know this Jets team isn't good, but if you want to control the clock and you want to run over these dudes, that's you're, you're going to need Jason Kelsey. Nate Herbig had his ups and downs at center last week when he filled in. I think they would prefer to have him at right guard. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at. What's your thinking on Kelsey? I think he's going to play as well too. I mean, they, they really. I think they have no other choice. And you know, and Kelsey, if it's given the choices, give up to him. You know, he's going to go out there and play because if to, to be able to play through that knee injury and, and to see him tr- continue to try to sprint up and down that sideline last Sunday, trying to get in there, and yeah, I think they're going to need him just just for a simple fact of just diagnosing what the lines out the line calls themselves. He he's a veteran guy who knows what's the other teams are doing defensively when it comes to trying stunts and how to block that stuff up. And I mean, listen, a knee is tough to go, especially when he's trying to get back into his pass protections, his stance and that, and that that's a rough thing to go, but I think he's going to try to gut it out and he'll be, a, it'll be effective. And you mentioned Herbig, you're right. Cause this team doesn't have that many options available. I mean, we saw all times, uh, Brett, Brett, uh, Brett Toth. Sorry. Well, I can't talk. Toth was taking some snaps today. Uh, was, was snapping the ball at times today and you have her big and you don't have Jack Anderson now because injured reserve. So they're very limited at what they can do at center. And it's almost like a, Hey, can you get there? I wonder if they're asking, they, even if it's really sore, Kelsey would just go out no matter what. But if he's like on the fence, you go like, Hey, can you go out one more week and get to the bye week? Cause they pretty much don't have 
a lot of solid options after that. But I think he'll play, and it's going to be interesting to see how he does in that pass game. Um, Miles Sanders is another guy. Um, we think he's going to play. I think we can agree on that. He was full today despite his ankle injury. That's big news, obviously, for the Eagles, um, especially when you want to work that running game. He and Kenny Gainwell are the two healthy running backs on the roster. Boston Scott's been out with an illness the past two days. Um I don't know what to think or make of that. We're not his doctors. We know it's a non-COVID illness. Um, Maybe it means that we see Jason Huntley um, this weekend, who's on the practice squad. But I I think when when you look at where this team has to be in this game, we're going to have to see a lot of Miles Sanders. How do you feel like he's going to perform against the Jets? Well, that's the key as well. The the thing I hope that he's learned – when he's been sidelined for the last three weeks because of that ankle injury that's messing with him, is that he saw the success that Jordan Howard and Boston Scott had by just getting one foot in the ground and then cutting up field, taking advantage of the seams that were there that would be an open in his own blocking scheme. And a lot of this, because we all know Sanders has speed going to the outside. We've all seen it. We He's busted off a lot of runs, successful runs. But the key, the true thing, when you, the success that you see a lot of teams that are able to run that outside zone, that especially behind the left side, is that you have to know where you're going. Take one, you can't dance around. You have to take one cut and you go. And that's where I want to see him improve on that. And if he's got that, and it's going to be interesting to see how strong that ankle is and how well it holds up because they they really they really need him to they really need him this week cuz you you mentioned Huntley I think Huntley did well in training camp before he had that rib injury but he's going to be seeing his for if he's elevated from the practice squad up he's going to be seeing his first steps Kenny Gainwell's been mainly practicing especially in the individual drills with the wide receivers and I think this team sees him now just strictly as a no huddle type player and a third down player a receiving option so we haven't really truly seen him run the ball in a while actually it's, it's, it's interesting to see that's what they truly think of so this is going to have to be a miles sanders game and you just insert Gainwell or huntley if scott or hours not able to go insert them and supplement them to save save them give them a breather or two but this is this is miles sanders backfield i guess the jets to lose uh, so Jordan Howard's probably going to be out. Uh, he's been sidelined again with the knee injury. Um, look, I think, it, it, like you said, I think you, you stated it correctly. This is going to have to be a Miles Sanders game, and, and Miles Sanders has been waiting for that breakout game. Obviously, you want to monitor him with the ankle, and we'll see Kenny Gainwell kind of mixed in there. But uh, having Boston Scott would obviously be advantageous, even after the fumble last week. Um, he tends to do well at MetLife Stadium. I will kill that narrative for right now. But um, as I jinxed him last week, uh, I got a quick question. For, I got a quick question for you. Sure. Like how how do you think this offense is going to change if 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 Sanders is limited and that ankle's not right? What would you do to supplement that to to move the ball down the field? Because you'd be without two. You'd be without. Save Scott's out and Howard's out. How, how do you? How does this offense move down the field? I think you're going to have to run a lot of tight end screens. I think you're going to have to <clears throat> manufacture rollouts. So you're going to have to you're going to have to manufacture blocking, right? Like this is going to be a long game for Dallas Goddard and and Jack Stahl as far as being extra blockers. Um, <clears throat> and then I think you're going to have to be creative with how you you get short yardage plays. I mean, we might see a lot of what we saw against the Falcons, frankly, where Jalen Hurts was more of a pocket passer. 
Um, and hopefully that works out. But look, I think this Jets team is woefully untalented. Um, and I think the Eagles are still more talented, even with their injuries, but they've got to figure out a way. And if Jalen Hurts isn't effective early on, they have to feel okay with pulling the plug and, and putting Gardner Minshew in there because there are worse things that can happen um, then Jalen Hurts looking a little embarrassed. He could get injured for the long term, and they have the bye week coming up. So I think Gardner Mitchell really has to prepare for this one. Um, I think there are a lot of people calling for Gardner Minshew that don't realize that a lot of Gardner Minshew stats are predicated on a lot of short throws. Um, he was not very successful in Jacksonville. Um, I'm always weary <laughs> of a player when a lot of fans are huge on him in a market that they probably have maybe watched one or two games of his. Um, as somebody who's paid very close attention to the Jaguars beat out of just side interest because I used to cover them. Uh, there's a lot of ups and downs. Uh, Minshew has not played well against uh, zone coverages. Uh, there have been uh, defense reads that he has not made well. Um, he's locked in on, on wide receivers. Like Jaguars fans had a lot of criticisms of him towards the end, as fun as his initial run was. So I, uh, well, I don't think he's terrible. I actually think he he's a top tier backup. Um, I, I just wouldn't like write home and get excited over this guy over Jalen Hurts, in my opinion. What's your take on Gardner Minshew coming into this game? I, I texted you. It's funny you mentioned him. I texted you a couple of days ago, and and just looking over his video and where he has a success, he reminds me of a newer version of Ty Detmer. And that year that he came in and replaced Rodney Pete, I think it was like 96, 96 or 97 or whatever, is that he seems like he has to be in a, a rhythm guy who excels very well in the short, short range passes. Those passes from the line of scrimmage out to about 10 yards. He'll get the ball out quickly. He'll get the ball out in that windows accurately. And he has to do that because he doesn't have the strongest arm to get to push the ball downfield as much. And I, we, we, we know that we've heard Nick Sirianni say he values accuracy as part of as part of his offense. That's that's one of the top things that he looks for. But there's so much, only so much that you can actually do with that accuracy within that little range because what's going to happen is teams going to see that you can't really push the ball down the field. You'll see the safeties come up, and then that's when you have that affects impacts your run game, and then you really limit it when it comes to your pass game. So he's nice. I'll say he's nice for what he is right now. He's a good backup. If he's a good stopgap option for about a for a game or two, if you really truly need him. But as a long term, as a long term quarterback, as a franchise guy, I don't. He's. I don't think he's that at all. I think he's just. He's basically a a good backup to have in case you need to bring him into a game. That's that's just what I've seen. Like basically on the limited tape I've seen, and just looking at the numbers and where he likes to attack. It's it's. He he would have been good for the old school West Coast offense. That would have been what he'd been excelled at. That's where I see he's he's at right now. All right, Chris. So tell me how the Eagles win this game if they do win this game. Run, run, run. Get get this game over as quickly as possible by running the ball, running the clock down, and not getting the Jets 
and, and getting out early because we've seen this offense does a lot better. This team's done a lot better when they get out to quick leads because they're set up for that. They Once they get that, they can do the ball control with the offense and run the ball down successfully. And then defensively, that lets the defensive ends pin their ears back, get the rushes in there. They can play the zones and, and force Wilson to be more accurate and hit his spots right there, which – he has issues for the flat area. I don't know what it is, but it seems like he has that, that mental block of hitting consistently hitting his passes in the flat area. They have to run the ball. I don't think we'll see another four turnover game like we did against the Giants. I think that's gonna be it's gonna be I think it's gonna be an increased thing. If anything, I think Hertz will be a little bit more conservative than normal if he doesn't see anything. It's just that last game against the Giants is top of mind. I think we'll see him throw some balls away. And I, I think that's gonna happen. So I think you see that as well too. And don't be surprised to see a lot more wide receiver screens. I truly think that's the way, especially with the running backs. You're limited at the running back position. I think you see him trying to get Devonta Smith more involved by throwing it out there. I think you see Quez Watkins get a ball. And I truly think, even though he 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 had a horrible, terrible game Sunday, don't be surprised to see Jalen Rager getting a couple of runs, possibly on in the rounds or, or, or wide receiver screens, because they're going to need – as many players as possible to try to supplement for that run game. So I think those are the three things you see. And I think they'll have success all those three things against the Jets. And as you mentioned, they, they struggle. They're, 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 they're rough, but the Eagles have to get out early and basically just end this game basically by the second quarter and just run it out from there on. How about you? What do you think? That, how do you think they win this game? I, I think they need help from the defense and not just in, in keeping the score low. I think they're going to need a turnover or two. They're going to need to win the turnover battle here. Um, Darius Slay is going to have to pick somebody off. There's got to be a forced fumble on a sack. The defensive line really needs to get to Zach Wilson here. And I think Jonathan Ginn will do a good job of messing with the rookie quarterback. We, we saw his mentor, Mike Zimmer typically does well against rookie quarterbacks. I think this is an opportunity for Gannon to kind of spice things up a little bit, especially towards the bye, put some stuff on film that other teams, well, basically the NFC East has to study for the rest of the, excuse me, the rest of the way. Um, so I'm going to go, I forgot what my actual pick was. Hold on, as I pull this up, Chris. Do you remember what you what you had as your? I think I had the. I think I had the Eagles winning twenty seven to seventeen because I think they're going to break off a couple of long runs and it, 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 it'll be nice a couple of, uh, few catcher runs for touchdowns. I think Eagles win and they head into the bye with some hope. Huh. Okay. Um, huh. Where is my? Oh, there it is. Sorry about that. Um. <laughs> I have this being kind of a, you know, a a tight battle. I, I'm just kind of, uh, I've gone kind of back and forth a little bit. I I think this is going to be really close. I have the Eagles winning twenty to seventeen. I know that's not something that a lot of fans are going to be super stoked about, but look, get the win and then move on. You know what I mean? They're banged up. If they can get healthier at the bye, I think they have an opportunity to do some damage. Um, I think they can at least split with Washington. I think they will beat the Giants in, in the rematch. Um, and then, you know, the, the way the Cowboys' second half of the season's going, who knows? Um, 
but this has been just kind of a wacky kind of second half of the season, and I'm intrigued by it. Something you else you should be intrigued by is Eagles Extra, which you can sign up for on nj.com slash tax. We, we chat with you guys. Uh, we have a lot of fun. It's two weeks free trial. So sign up. Uh, Chris is hosting a an exclusive Q&A on Friday. What time is that one, Chris? It's 10 a.m. 10 a.m. Yep. Right and early, friends. So uh, <laughs> sign on up, and hopefully you've listened to this before that comes on. Um, and then also make sure you download the No Huddle Show podcast wherever podcasts are available. Uh, we love chatting about the Eagles, and we love hearing your feedback. Make sure you give us five-star ratings. Uh, for Chris, I'm Mike. We'll talk to you soon.